With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Managing Director, Charts and Data Operations at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Executive Digital Director, West Coast. How's it going, Katie? Pretty good. How about yourself, Keith? I am great. I am starting to get caffeinated. <laughs> good. Which it's means a way to start your day. It's the best, it's the best part of waking <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> up. The Starbucks in your right. cup. Um, it's some Somebody's sort of, going to sue us. It's a, <laughs> or maybe we can get like some sponsorship endorsements oh, yeah. from Starbucks and Maxwell House together. It's Folgers, by or the way. Folgers. <laughs> now, you're, now you're dragging Maxwell House into this. <laughs> it's just coffee. It's just, I've got a tall tall cup of blonde. Coffee TM. Coffee. Coffee. <laughs> Trademark. Well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop and sometimes caffeinated beverages mm -hmm. on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today, we've got chart news on how Doja Cat secures her second number one on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart as Paint the Town Red jumps three to one, how Zach Bryan locks in another week at number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart, becoming the first rock album in seven years to spend its first two weeks at number one, and how friend of the podcast Dua Lipa logs her fifth number one on the pop airplay chart as her Barbie soundtrack song, Dance the Night, shimmies to the top of the list. Also on the show, it might only be September, but it's already time to talk Christmas. Yeah! As Cher has announced the upcoming release of her first Christmas album, and it boasts some friends of the podcast as special guests. Ooh, who are they? <laughs> Stay tuned to find out. <laughs> Plus, Olivia Rodrigo released her sophomore album, Guts. We'll talk a little bit about that ahead of her debut on the charts next week. Mm, where could she debut? <laughs> Plus, Flipping NSYNC reunited at the MTV Video <laughs> Music Awards on Tuesday night. Hi, hi, hi. This is a emergency podcast record because we have to break down all the excitement, what went down, what we have to look forward to, and all of Katie and Keith's hot takes. So stick around for that in just a moment. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit Billboard.com slash podcasts. All right. Let's do the chart chat. First up, Doja Cat secures her second number one on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart as Paint the Town Red jumps three to one. She previously topped the tally with Say So featuring Nicki Minaj in 2020. 
Paint the Town Red continues to grow in airplay, streams, and sales. It's one of those songs where you just love to see how it's blossoming in all three metrics that power the Hot 100. It's so natural, so organic. It's like everybody's just loving it. Well. <laughs> I mean, there's TikTok, too. I mean, it, it's because it went viral on TikTok. Um, and because it's a great song. But it's also like, you know, like some TikTok songs don't kind of concurrently grow you know, in airplay streams and sales all at the same time. Right. Sometimes it's staggered. And um, so anyway, having said all that, in the week ending September 7th in the U.S., the song drew 32.1 million in radio airplay audience. That was up 14% compared to the previous week. It garnered 27.7 million streams. That's up 10%. And it sold 8,000 downloads. And that was up 32%. It holds at number two on the streaming songs chart. Jumps six to five on the digital song sales chart and rallies 17 to 15 on the radio songs chart. Paint the Town Red is from Doja's upcoming album, Scarlet, which is due out on September 22nd, the Ooh, same day. I was going to say, what else is coming out September 22nd, Keith? <laughs> that's, that's a heck of a release date. Yeah. Uh, Drake's new For All the Dogs comes out that day, and friend of the podcast, Kylie Minogue's new Tension album also drops that same day. Yes, when Drake announced his For All the Dogs release date, which had been much anticipated um, since we heard the album existed in June, uh, I was like, oh, Doja. I'm so <laughs> Doja's going to be sad. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I wonder if Doja's had if some. If she cares, I don't know. No, I'm going to guess she cares. <laughs> I'm going to guess she probably cares. Uh, uh, Paint the Town Red halts the country music stranglehold of the number one spot on the Hot 100, where four different country songs led the list for the last six weeks. As Paint the Town Red samples Dion Warwick's Walk On By, written by Hal David and Burt Bacharach, the latter two have a Hot 100 number one for the first time as songwriters since another song that sampled one of their tracks, Twista's Slow Jams featuring Kanye West and Jamie Foxx, hit number one in 2004. Love that. Next up, Zach Bryan's self-titled album spends a second week at number one on the Billboard 200 albums chart, earning 115,000 equivalent album units, and that was down 42%. As the set is classified as a country, rock, and Americana folk album for our charts, that means that album is actually on all three of those genre charts. This actually marks the first rock album to spend its first two weeks at number one on the chart in seven years. The last rock set to do so was, and I was surprised by this, was the Suicide Squad soundtrack. Oh, wow. Yeah, it notched its first two weeks at number one back in November of 2015. It was that 21 Pilots song that was very popular. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Heathens. Also, because the Suicide Squad is a weird album where it's like, it's hip-hoppy, it's rocky, it's sort of alternative. Right, it, was, it, it was had it all. It had it had everything, and that's why kind it was successful. Kind of like Zach Bryan's <laughs> rock album, country album. You can draw a straight line, between Zach Bryan right. and Suicide Squad. <laughs> I can't wait to see him in the next uh, Joker film. Right. <laughs> uh, Yellowstone to Joker. It makes uh -huh. complete sense. Uh, also in the top 10 on the Billboard 200, the late Jimmy Buffett, also former uh, Billboard employee Jimmy Buffett, uh, who died on September 1st, is remembered as his 1985 Best of Collection, which is titled Songs You Know by Heart, Jimmy Buffett's Greatest Hit, parenthetical S. As in hits, but he's making a joke about how at the time, you know, Margaritaville. He was just, you know, kind of <laughs> referencing Margaritaville. Uh, re enters the chart at number four with 52,000 units earned, and that was up over 2,100% compared to the previous week. 
And Keith reported yesterday, or Keith, Gary, Gary reported yesterday that uh, that Margaritaville reenters the Hot 100 in the top 40. It's so cool. Yeah, I love that so much. Just wasting away in Margaritaville. <laughs> um, looking for my lost shaker of salt, I believe. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> Some people say. Oh no, this there's <laughs> a, a woman to blame. But I know. It's my own damn fault. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of you, a Jay. sad song when you think about it. It's great. Yeah, it's melancholy. It's, that's fair. It's melancholy. I think all of Jimmy's songs actually have a little taste of melancholy. I think a lot of people don't kind of like appreciate that and realize No, that. they're just drinking a Corona. They're <laughs> <laughs> just having a margarita. <laughs> yeah. But turning a blender on. <laughs> they're in Mexico. They're fine. <laughs> um, so anyway, the album, uh, until this week, had never even gone higher than number 100 on the Billboard 200 chart, uh, though it was a sturdy seller through the decades. Billboard estimates, a.k.a. Keith Caulfield estimates, because <laughs> I, 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 I did some math this weekend, that the album has earned 8.26 million units in the United States since its release in 1985, with 7.14 million of that in traditional straight pure album sales. Uh, all told, with his latest top 10 album, Jimmy now has 13 top 10s on the tally. You know what this is really making me wonder is like what my family was listening to when I was growing up. Because like my my dad loved Jimmy Buffett. We saw him live. I saw him live with my with my dad. Oh, wow. Um, when I was probably in middle or high school. And um, I just am wondering what album we were listening to. So now I need to ask my dad. Like, were we listening to a Greatest Hits album? Were we listening? I don't know. Probably. Probably. But probably. come, no one asked for this, but come Monday, my favorite Jimmy Buffett song. So good. I was going to say, like, come Monday, what are we going to do on Monday? I'm like, come, that's a Jimmy that's Buffett song. song. That's the song. <laughs> come Monday, I'll tell you um, what my favorite Jimmy Buffett song is. Uh, I will say, uh, I sort of mentioned it in passing, and also because we didn't talk about Jimmy Buffett last week on the show. Yes. Um, he uh, worked at Billboard. He was a Nashville-based reporter for Billboard mm-hmm. in 1969 and 1970. And uh, he did album reviews and show reviews and interviews and broke news, and it's kind of incredible. He's clearly our most famous alumni. Yes. No. No question. Uh, no question. Um, though uh, earlier this year we lost <laughs> Seymour Stein, who was also an alumnus of yep. Billboard, um, a former intern at one point. Uh, but, you know, Jimmy Buffett, probably more widely known to the public. Uh, he left Billboard because he was about to release his first album and uh, either the powers that be at Billboard said or his he, editor thought that it would be a conflict of interest for right. him to review albums when he was himself going to be a musician putting an album out. Yeah. Times have changed. I mean, well, I mean, do we have any current musicians on staff releasing uh, albums? Yeah, we do. We do? <laughs> <laughs> Carl puts music out. Really? Yeah. Our, our, and, and Carl's uh, our hip-hop. Uh, yeah, Carl Lamar uh, yeah. puts music out. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And I have Does he rap? I have other Wait, yeah. you're gonna say that you put out music? Absolutely not. Oh. But you I've seen. I've worked at other outlets when I worked at MTV News, we had coworkers putting out music. Uh yeah. Oh well, I mean, speaking of which, one of our former coworkers, Kevin Kinney, uh, this is now a He tangent. puts out music? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. He fronts like a sort of a, 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 a he fronts a rock band 
He always uh, uh, posts about him about the band in his did own not, socials. Did not see this. Uh, he co-hosted the MTV uh, VMAs pre-show today. Yes. Yeah. That's when we're recording this. And he shouted me out on his Instagram story. Aww. Did you see that? I did not. He, Obviously, uh, I'm not paying close attention. So Kevin Kinney, I'll start. <laughs> Kevin Kinney used to work for Billboard as like a host for- Billboard News host. Billboard News and did video stuff for us and red carpets. And now he's a VJ at MTV, but he's also a radio host for you know lots of rock stations. Anyway, on his social this morning, I noticed that he had tagged me and I was like, why did he tag me in his Instagram story? And in the Instagram story, he's like, hey, you know, we're backstage, you know, on the lot, you know, here at the VMAs. How many trucks do you think it takes to make the make a, sh- a live show happen? And he's looking at the trucks and he's like, you know, also I'm wearing this shirt. It's vintage from the 1984, the first VMAs. So shout out to Bette Midler and Dan Aykroyd, who were the hosts of the show. Nice. And he's like, also shout out to Keith Caulfield's favorite, you know, wedding cake. Oh my God! Because of Madonna. Because of Madonna was on the wedding cake. Amazing. At the, at the 84 VMAs. Yeah, like love that. Oh, thanks. That's cute. Thanks, Kevin. Um, <laughs> thanks, right. regular listener, Kevin. Yeah, right. <laughs> regular <laughs> listener. Good old regular listener, Kevin. All right. So lastly, Dua Lipa. Cap. 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 Lastly, Dua Lipa captures her fifth number one on the pop airplay chart as her Barbie soundtrack contribution, "Dance the Night," slides three to one. She's topped the list five times in total now, and previously hit number one with Levitating in 2021, Break My Heart and Don't Start Now in 2020, and New Rules in 2018. And how high has this song risen on the Hot 100 so far? Is it six now? Something like that. Um, Six, seven, something like that. When we did, we did a five burning questions on Billboard.com about uh, the Barbie soundtrack, basically, and at that point, the... New single was Barbie World from Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice. Mm. And uh, Dance the Night had been out for a bit. And the question was like, who's going to end up charting higher? And mm. my prediction was Dance the Night. And I think it's about to happen. It hasn't yet. I, feel I like, don't think. I feel like, I mean, uh, it's both of those songs have had legs. Yes. Dance the Night, I feel like, is going to be around. I mean, it literally... it. It felt like a cousin to Levitating, which also had a similar slow burn on the charts and just kept rising and rising and peaking at number two on the Hot 100. Let's move on to some news, Katie. Should we talk about Cher's Christmas album? Oh. Her first ever Christmas album. And it's uh, called Cher Christmas. (laughs) She just put it out there. Uh, Okay, so she announced this album last week, and she teased that there were special guests. Uh, Keith, you told me that some of the special guests are out there, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, first of all, the album is uh, is set for release October 20th, so it's actually pretty imminent. We're talking about a month and a week out. Did you want to know who some of the special guests are? I would are? love to know. Okay, so some of the special guests include Darlene Love. Oh, the queen Fr- of Christmas. Friend of the podcast, Darlene Love, Indeed. Right? Friend of the podcast, Michael Buble. Ah, friend the king of, of Christmas. <laughs> friend of the podcast, Cindy Lauper. Oh, great. Not friend of the podcast yet, Stevie Wonder. Not yet. And this one's surprising, Tyga. Sure. Sure. When you think Christmas. I think Tyga. <laughs> I wonder what song you know they're what? doing together. I'm, I'm very excited about this. And, you know, she she made a comment when she was. Uh, we don't know what the track list is yet. Uh, we do not know the track list but yet. we know what the first single is, apparently. She did do an interview with Good Morning Britain about the album. Sure. <laughs> why, why? Okay. But she made a really funny statement where she said, uh, she said, let me make sure I have her quote. By the way, the first single is DJ Play a Christmas Song. Oh, my God. I love it. 
So she said, it's a Cher Christmas album. It's not your mother's Christmas album. No. <laughs> she said she's really, really excited because there's millions of people on it. And I've never had duets, she said. Mm, and so, no. so we've already mentioned Paul, our awards editor, Paul. He read that and he's like, huh. No. Um, he said, for the record, one of Sharon's Cher. biggest hits. Yeah, right. I mean, I think she's speaking of her solo career, but of course, mm. Sonny and Cher. Uh, he said, for the record, one of Cher's biggest hits of the 1980s was a duet. After all, with Peter which she recorded with Peter Cetera, reached number six uh, on the Hot 100 in May 1989. She's also previously and done And went it. on to receive an Oscar nomination for Best Original Song. She's also... Uh, done a one-off duet with, uh, like, I think, I want to say Rod Stewart. And she even did, I think, she had, like, a Rosie O'Donnell Christmas Did song. she just forget these duets? I think she's maybe thinking of her own albums. Yeah, that's fair. I don't fair. think those that's... things were ever on her okay, albums. Okay, you're probably right. You're probably right. For her own projects. And if we didn't already make it explicit, she's never done a Christmas album before. Correct. So this is, I mean, I, I, I never would have thought of Cher doing a Christmas album. But it could be a lot of fun, oh, and I, I think there's a lot yeah. of original music on here. Also, I think friend of the podcast, Leland, is one of the songwriters that's oh, on I this album that. as well, so that'll be fun, too. Man, Pop Shop's hands are all over oh, this yeah. one. <laughs> we have so much influence. <laughs> None. Cher, right. would you like to be on the Pop Shop? We've been asking for you for years. Of, We'd love to have you on. Of course. Anytime. Um, so this album is coming out October 20th. If you listen to the show, you know we love Christmas music. We'll be talking a lot about new Christmas music, classic Christmas music, all that. In the next few months. Oh, also, do you know what else comes out on October 20th? What? Uh, this was announced after we recorded last week's show, the new Rolling Stones album. Oh, we got the release date after last week's show, right? Yeah. So they so that they did that press conference with Jimmy Fallon, uh, I think it was like last Wednesday, um, and it's called Hackney Diamonds. Nice work. Um, the first single is called Angry. It was, I don't know uh, what exactly friend of the podcast Watt did on it but I believe he either <laughs> produced or co-wrote it or something with the band and this is the music video that Sydney Sweeney from yes. Euphoria stars in right um, also Sydney Sweeney from White Lotus right oh White Lotus yes yeah. first um, season if you haven't watched the video go watch the video it's incredible because she's driving down Sunset Boulevard with all these billboards that come alive and all the billboards represent different iconic images and eras of the Rolling Stones so it's like you're watching the Rolling Stones in 1980 in as they were in 1980, lip syncing the current the song, new song using sort of like AI, CGI to make it. It's really cool. Very also, cool. Also, I realize I sound like I'm a fan, but this song is actually super catchy and it's really good. Keith so. doesn't doesn't lie about things like that. He wouldn't. He would. He just wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. Don't reveal the secrets. <laughs> also, we would be remiss if we did not mention that Olivia Rodrigo released her sophomore album Guts last week. We've been talking about this album since Vampire came out uh, in the summer, and uh, now the project is here. Uh, I'll just offer, again, I wouldn't say this if I didn't think it. This album is great. I think that there were a lot of very high expectations going into this project because of how uh, immensely popular Sour was. And I think she really figured out a way to surpass uh, those expectations somehow. And I think that the biggest thing is the way she leaned into the super fun, super tongue-in-cheek super, like, riot girl 90s angle that she gave us a little taste of in Sour. She, like, leaned all the way into it. It's just, it's a fun album. Do you think it's more kind of... Screamy? Like, <laughs> rockety rock rock? Yes. Oh, okay. And Which is great. Like, I, I think that... Um, 
it, it was a really smart direction for her to lean into, um, knowing that, you know, driver's license was the big breakout from Sour and it being a ballad. She, of course, has ballads on this new album, but I think the the highlights are where she's just like having fun as a 19 year old, you know, like she sounds like a teenager out there making mistakes and writing songs about it. And it's kind of great. So yes, lots of mistakes. Well, Keith, uh, this is the moment everyone's been waiting for. Where do you think guts will, uh, debut on next week's billboard 200? Is it going to top the chart? I'm assuming it will be high, very high. Um, I, (laughs) I'm assuming it'll be, it'll, it'll be a gutsy debut. Uh, I'm assuming that too. That's all I got. Okay, we'll see. We will see. And we'll see. Um, I'm interested to see what um, songs get a boost from uh, from the release of this album because my personal favorite is the opening track, so that gives it a lot of love on streamers. Anybody just wanting to tune into the album, starting from track one, they're going to hear my favorite song in the album. That song is going to get a big old bump. I'm going to see maybe that'll end up as a top 10 song in the Hot 100 next week. We shall And it's see. called All-American Bitch. Oh. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I didn't warn you. Okay. It's, 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 now we have to put a parental advisory on the show. Ah. Should we talk about NSYNC? Yes. Let's talk about it. And here we go. We're going to put it in right here. <laughs> All right, so Katie, uh, uh, tell me all of your uh, hot takes on what we saw tonight with NSYNC on the VMAs. What happened? Well, I am very happy to see my boys back together again. Uh, We got all five NSYNC members in the building. Uh, They presented an award, and I think there was a lot of buzz that they might perform a song, uh, perhaps new music from the movie Trolls Band Together, there was no song. No song. Uh, but uh, it was a pretty great moment because they uh, presented Best Pop and it went to the current, you know, pop queen who is Taylor Swift. And it was a pretty fun moment to have her be really giddy about getting a, an award from NSYNC, which probably didn't seem like something would ever happen for her, you know? Yeah. So. And, and when she and when she won the award, it was for uh, best pop, as you said, for antihero. She accepted the award on stage. Uh, Lance from NSYNC gave Taylor some friendship bracelets, yeah, which was cute. Um, and uh, she thanked them and hugged them all. And it was a great moment. And she uh, uh, dutifully asked them on stage, like, what's going on? What are you guys doing here? There right. must be something. <laughs> and I wanted them to answer. Hopefully they told her backstage at least. Um, you know, I think uh, maybe one of the things that, you know, people were wondering about going into this um, with the trolls tie in of it all was whether it would make sense or even be, you know, kosher for them to promote this movie during the ongoing writer and actor strikes that are happening in Hollywood right now. Um, And so maybe the answer was decided to be not really, uh, but their very presence was promotion enough. Uh, You know, I don't know when we might hear music from trolls band together, but um, there was a new teaser that aired uh, during a commercial break for the VMAs that had a snippet of the song that's rumored to be a new NSYNC recording, which um, the DreamWorks Trolls Twitter account, uh, they hashtagged it Better Place. So I Uh. think that that's going to be the name of that song. So uh, they're obviously, you know, trotting them out on the VMA stage for that reason without having to vocalize 
that reason, you and, know? And, and and to be totally explicit, because a lot of people I've seen on social media are unclear as to why the Screen Actors Guild strike and the WGA Writers Guild uh, strike would impact any promotion. If you're a member of those guilds, you are not allowed to promote um, uh, most of your work if you're an actor or a writer. So Justin Timberlake, as a member of the Screen Actors Guild, cannot actually technically promote Trolls explicitly. So this, you know, it was probably a way for them to be like, hey, there's something happening, but we can't really say what it's for, basically. Right. Yeah. And then I think the other thing is, uh, you know, moving the trolls of it all aside is that people thought there might be some sort of future announcement of any nature, whether it be a concert or a tour or, you know, new music. Super you know, Bowl in- halftime performance. Oh my God. For instance, yeah, the pop shop is just manifesting that really. Um, we but, made the VMAs uh, happen. We can do it again. I think that this has definitely got me thinking about what I would want from them. And, you know, one of the biggest things that I think everyone would want is more performances from them. So we didn't get that tonight, but you know, could there be any sort of live performances in NSYNC's future? Uh, one of the silly things I thought of, too, is that right now there's a a tour going on that's a joint tour between Death Cab for Cutie and Postal Service, which, of course, share a, a front man in Ben Gibbard. It's like, what if there's a Justin Timberlake, you know, concert or tour where NSYNC opened or, you know, it was a joint tour of Justin and NSYNC or something? Wow. You know, like, can, can, is that asking for too much? Maybe. No, it's not <laughs> because I think we've talked about this before. Take that, uh, which is a boy band familiar to uh, people in the UK. Uh, take that. Or um, to Robbie had, Williams fans. Or to, or to Robbie <laughs> Williams fans. But I mean, they were, they were, they were huge in the UK. They had like one major hit in America and you know, that was, that was all she wrote. But when they toured for a big reunion tour, uh, the, uh, the first chunk of the show, I think, was I mean they actually had a chunk of the show that was just dedicated to Robbie Williams solo material and I think they had crafted it where the first chunk of the show was take that as a quartet after Robbie left then they had a middle part that was just Robbie solo and then the end of the show was all five of them together doing all the classic hits so you know I could also hear some JC Shazay schizophrenic hits too blow me up with her love we can (laughs) we can make it happen I'm all Um, about it I, I, but, but, you know, in in a few days, if you're listening to this podcast on, you know, Tuesday night or Wednesday on Friday, in the next few days, for all we know, there could be a brand new NSYNC song on the airwaves, on streaming services. There could be a music video. Oh my God, what if there's a music video? Oh my God, what if? But for now, we have this one moment and it was a beautiful moment. And, you know, Taylor Swift then went on to get another award from Timbaland and Nelly Furtado. And she was like, all my millennial dreams are coming true. Wow. So uh, very, very cute altogether. So even though it might not have been as much as people wanted, I think just having these men share the stage at, you know, a place that was very important and pivotal to their career was really pretty cute for the fans. And I guess we're going to just have to wait and see what's next. Yeah, I mean, but yes, exactly. Like we just said, like literally we're recording this on Tuesday night. For all we know, there could be some huge announcement on Wednesday, but you know, stay tuned. We'll see. Stay back tuned. To the, back to the regular show, everybody. <laughs> okay. Well, there was our moment with NSYNC. Oh, I wish that we just like interviewed them. <laughs> There's our moment with NSYNC. Yeah. Thanks for to, to Justin. <laughs> and now it's time for the chart stat of the week. 
with Burt Bacharach and Hal David at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 this week as songwriters, of course, we're going to revisit some of their most famous and iconic hits of the past and play quiz, Katie. Oh, man. So, Katie, which of the following five Bacharach David tunes did not hit the top ten on the Billboard Hot 100? And we have in alphabetical order. Always Something There to Remind Me, as performed by Naked Eyes in 1983. I Say a Little Prayer, as performed by Diana King in 1997. Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head, as performed by B.J. Thomas in 1969. They Long to Be, Close to You, as performed by The Carpenters in 1970. Or This Guy's in Love with You, as performed by Herb Albert in 1968. Which one of those five songs did not reach the top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100? Well, my first guess, and I'm assuming because of the timing that this was tied to my best friend's wedding, I'm going to guess Diana King's version of I Say a Little Prayer. You got it right on the first guess, Katie. That reached number 38. Uh, So this was a Trixie question because that was a cover, of course. Dionne Warwick's familiar version that we all know hit number four in 1967. Aretha Franklin took a cover of it to number 10 in 1968. And Glenn Campbell and Anne Murray had a duet of it that went to number 81 in Hmm. 1968. Let me recap the other positions for the other songs. Uh, Always Something There to Remind Me, that was a cover uh, by Naked Eyes. That hit number eight. Uh, the original version that hit the chart for the first time was by Lou Johnson. It hit number 49 in 1954. Then our friend Dionne Warwick took her version to number 65 oh, in 1968. I've never 68. heard the Dionne Warwick version of that song. I don't think I have either. Hmm. And then uh, R.B. Greaves reached number 27 with a cover in 1970. It's just a great song. And then uh, Raindrops, Close to You, and This Guy's in Love With You, they were all number one hits, and each one of them spent four weeks at number one. Wow. So there's uh, your little chart stat of the week, a little quiz Katie about Hal David and Burt Bacharach on the Hot 100. All right, we've reached the end of our big shoe. Any parting words? Oh, man. Um, should we go out on some Olivia Rodrigo guts? Sure. Which song? Just so I can say All American Bitch over again. We can do that one. Good Lord. All right, <laughs> we'll go out on that. See you guys next time. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.